Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking about a subject that means a lot to all of us. You cannot deny it. We're talking about money and why money matters and also how you can make sure that you keep more of it in your pocket. My guest today has been on our podcast before and has so much great information to share with us, plus a little bit about the excitement of the anniversary of her book. And uh, we're going to dive into that, but let's talk a little bit about her. Tatiana Sawyer is a CPA and an MBA. She also calls herself a transformative business and finance expert. She's also a certified life coach, an author, a speaker, a podcast host. This girl does it all. And she's a fervent believer that the key to freedom, and I totally agree, lies in entrepreneurship. And by doing so and having this belief, she specializes in helping individuals like me prepare and transition from antiquated nine to five jobs, many of you have already been making those transitions, to start and running their own companies. Now, for more than 16 years, Tatiana has used her expertise in tax planning and price psychology, which I love having this conversation with her, to help hundreds of businesses become more profitable, very important, stabilize cash flow. Oh my goodness, don't we all want that? And to pay less in taxes through a combination of tax strategies, operational planning, commitment to excellence, all things that are so important. Now, I also want to highlight that she has a signature mastermind called Something That's Yours. And in this mastermind, she supports women in learning to color outside the lines and go after their bold dreams, which we're going to talk about, so that they can be their own boss and make money doing what they love every day. Tatiana, thank you for being with us again. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this again. And it's so great because your book, for those of us watching the video version, see your book in the background, Dream Bold and Start Smart. So you have lots of great advice, but I give, you know, just the highlights to your bio. Tell us a little bit more about what you do every day, why you love it and how it helps people to shock their financial potential. So I focus on working primarily with the small businesses and small business owners, because I think business is personal. Um, And so the decisions that you make in your business have a direct effect on your personal life because we start businesses to be more free and to have more money and more freedom uh, related to time and money. Um, And so certainly I believe in that to to my core and I work with people with entrepreneurs um, in a number of ways. Um, Usually we start with just the foundational things like the compliance part of things, which is uh, the bookkeeping done right, the taxes filed right, the um, everything else, uh, their system, financial system stabilized in a sense that it doesn't become in kind of uh, plugging holes management of finances. And I have a client, new client now who is actually in that position. And it's very stressful to be constantly thinking, where am I going to get the cash to pay this uh, this week's salaries or payments or whatever? And 
it's really um, what I've noticed for, you know, as I've been working with small business with entrepreneurs for, for the last, I don't know, 17 years at this point, uh, what I've noticed is they all um, need that, but don't always realize that they need that up front. And so yeah. my job is to identify the gaps in their management and their mindset and so that they can build businesses that are profitable. And sometimes it takes a little longer to build a profitable business with that target in mind than let's say you, if you were just to jump into it and, and don't look at your cash or numbers or whatever, but it's usually a much better business, a much less stressful business as well. And really it becomes a business that creates that freedom, the time freedom and money freedom for you and does not create the stress. Because what often happens um, for, for folks that I've come across, potential prospective clients, new clients, is that they often become prisoners of their own businesses and they don't even know how that happened, when, why, and how to get out of it. Yeah. And so I work with people, you know, getting the basics done, but also helping them, advising them on different systems, whether it's price psychology, profit first, or um, just simply managerial advice where how to organize the operations of the company so that it's efficient and also uh, yields the, the best result, the best, the best profit, let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. uh, cash flow is an important part of the work that I do. And typically it's not a one-sided task. So I typically am not the, the one, the only one that manages that. Typically I teach the client um, and we work together when we look at how much is coming in, how much we can count on coming in, how much is going out, how much we can count on going out. And if there is a discrepancy, uh, why did it happen? And how do we prevent the discrepancy from happening again, um, a negative discrepancy in a way. And right. so uh, that really um, is the bulk of the work and tax planning comes on top of that. It comes as part of all of the advice, advisory and coaching that I do with clients because it's, it's an integral part of be, having a profitable business. You always think, oh, the more money I make, the more taxes I pay. But mm -hmm. uh, progressive accountants that I've been a part of for you know, three, four years, now we take strategies that are not necessarily on the surface uh, for traditional accountants who just do the filling of the forms type of um, tasks. And um, we look at how we can pull the personal stuff into this business so that um, it's legal, so that it saves you money on tax and you actually, you make more money, but actually pay less tax mm -hmm. or the same amount or whatever. Usually we are able to reduce the, the amount of tax. And so what I've noticed over the years that I've been working with clients is our work together, and it's, and it's a joint effort. Um, our work together has been transformational for those businesses that I work with. But I've also gotten to a point uh, probably a few months ago and definitely solidified that point recently after tax season is uh, that I can only work with a very limited number of clients. So I haven't been taking on new clients to my practice because it's really impossible to work, to do this kind of work with hundreds of clients uh, at a time. It's, it's, there's no impact there really. And um what I've noticed is that how, how, you know, when I started writing a book, I uh, started writing a book because I stopped working with startups, but I also saw how experienced businesses come, come into my world, come into my um, space. And I find myself thinking, 
I wish they started better. I wish they didn't make those mistakes. I wish they ran the numbers. I wish they did X, Y, or Z. And that's kind of how the book came about. And with the book, I realized that I can transform the lives of many more people than just working directly um, as an accountant. And so that's kind of what brought me to where I am today as a coach, as an accountant, and as as an author. You know, right before we came on, I was trying to find where your book is because I read it and I have all these sticky notes in it. Um, And it had great, I mean, I've been in my business for a long time, but it gave great, uh, now actually, I think I might see it over on my other desk. It gave really great um, dialogue points for my husband and I. So I run the business, but he's, you know, he's technically my CFO, you know, he's, he's helping me uh, watch all those issues that you do. And, and that always, that hasn't always been a very comfortable position for me to be in, to have financial dialogues about the business that I run. And, um, but it really helped us with some talking points. Um, so it's excellent information. I wish I would have had it before I opened the business. But one of the things I was thinking about um, as I was reflecting on our, our dialogue last year, I just was talking to another entrepreneur fi- friend of mine who listens to all the podcasts. So he'll know who he is when, uh, who I'm talking about when I say this. But he and I were both commiserating about how um, in our first businesses, we started them with our own credit cards. And, you know, so I've been a serial entrepreneur. So my first business, that's how I started it. And I did not have cash flow and that impacted my personal life. And I wasn't prepared for it. And I didn't know how to run a business. Um, I was very good in what I was doing in my career, but I couldn't translate that into being an entrepreneur. So it failed. My second business, I did much better and I didn't fund it by my own uh, credit cards, uh, but I shut the business down when another opportunity came along. And I share this because now here's this third evolution of my businesses. I've had some others in the way, but I think about these three where my husband and I sat down and said, how much are we going to invest in this business? What are the points when we know it's working? What are the points that are not going to work? Watching the cash flow. So do not have those, those areas of concern. But even though I feel like we've done all the things right, COVID hit our business so hard, like so many other businesses that it's like starting over the last two years. Now I'm just now two years later, my businesses have uh, recovered and are thriving, but it was like starting over from scratch. And I think there's a lot of people like that, that maybe you should consider thinking like it's the beginning again and and taking the approach of, if I'm going to do it again, how am I going to build it this time? COVID hit uh, everyone, whether, doesn't really matter which business you are in, um, except maybe for the mask making and the sanitizer making businesses. <laughs> but um, I actually, we actually have a friend who has a business like that in in, in Brooklyn, New York, and um, they actually were crazy busy working. Like there were three shifts a day, that kind of stuff. And um, before the COVID, they were actually thinking of selling the business and just moving to Florida or something. But then COVID hit and they made so much money that uh, they didn't need to sell it. They were like, oh, this business is doing great. So it was really interesting. (laughs) So it hit everybody differently. But I think the response to that um, is what made a difference for, for everyone. I've had clients who were experienced entrepreneurs. And when COVID hit, yes, they were probably scared. Um, I'm pretty sure they were. But they also got to work. They got to look at the numbers and look at the 
um, projections, maybe tightened up the ship somewhere, maybe um, cut an expense or whatever, but um, really got through the shock phase of the, of the crisis response um, really quickly. Well, while other clients actually marinated in misery for two months and then started making steps out of the, that in misery and, and started making steps and are thriving now. So both clients that I have are retail clothing clients and, you know, retail clothing shut down basically when COVID hit because nobody was buying it in store. But um, one client who's been in business for 20 something years, he jumped on the numbers right away. He was like, yep, I'm scared, but you know what? I am going to see how I can make it work. What's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? Okay. And it was his best year yet. 2020 was his best year in history of his company. Wow. Um, Yeah. The other, the second client also um, clothing, but uh, mostly wholesale we're talking about launching a website for years. Um, never did anything. COVID hit. A lot of the wholesale orders were canceled. And he was depressed for two to three months. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after two months, they've launched the website. And now the website is making a lot more than the wholesale branch. And yes. so, um, you know, it's, it's really what you do with it. And certainly nobody knew that COVID would do something like that to us. But but it was an interesting experience. It certainly hit restaurants the hardest, I think, because even with the recovery, um, there was a reserve recovery, reserve restaurant recovery fund um, that gave restaurants a lot of money. Even with those funds, many were not like, especially in New York City, restaurants got hit hard um, with COVID. And so um, I think it's like starting over because, um, and the, the sooner you realize that crises happen and that's why my client, the first client was successful was because he knew, oh, you know, I started a business in 1990 something when there was AIDS um, crisis um, in the gay community. He makes clothing for gay guys. Oh, um, then in 2000, we had the financial crisis. And in 2008, we had a real estate crisis. He was like, I've been through this enough yep. to know that it's going to pass, but also to know that I don't wait for it to hit me, I'm proactive and I'm going to see what, what's the best and worst case scenario and what we can count on. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, what made a difference for him because the other client was, has not been as experienced in business. And so I think that it's, that's, that's where the difference comes out. And uh, I don't know if I told you this before, I don't think I did, but there is something called a crisis response curve, um, mm. which starts with the shock um, stage. <laughs> and um goes down. So when COVID hit, everybody was in shock. The -hmm. next stage down is um, called desperate action. Mm. Um, And then it bottoms out kind of at evaluation and comes back up um, as deliberate action and whatever success, um, whatever that means for for everyone. But I think that so many restaurants and so many businesses were stuck in the shock and desperate action stages that they prevented themselves from being um, really from making it and from making lemonade out of lemons that was thrown at all of us. I mean, accountants had it the worst. We had to handle all the backend stuff of it. And if you had 400 clients, imagine doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. thankfully I didn't, but, but essentially the idea is to understand that with every crisis and crises happen every few years, um, you have to have an approach and that approach 
should be to get through the shock and desperate desperation phase as quickly as possible to the evaluation. Okay, what can we do? How can we move forward? How can we make our business successful? Yeah. And I think it's so true. And I have to admit, I didn't spend two or three months in my misery, but I joke, but it's really true is the day that I realized my last speaking gig canceled. And I realized that the world was really shutting down. And I had the last thing that canceled even through 2021. And so it was like the first week of May. And I saw my entire 2020 calendar empty and my entire 2021 calendar empty. And I, I just, I was sitting at my desk and I mean, I was expecting it, but I literally like walked upstairs. My husband was, you know, in the guest bedroom working and he's like, are you okay? I go, yeah, I'm fine. And I crawled in bed, like in my full clothes. And I just curled up in the fetal position. And I always say, I stuck my thumb in my mouth and cried. I didn't stick my thumb in my, my mouth, but I was just in this like cocoon, like, oh my God, I knew I shouldn't have built my business on one channel with just my speaking, but I did it. Now, what am I going to do? And I think for a day and a half, I kind of walked around into it days until a friend of mine helped me snap out of it. But yeah, then it was like, okay, what am I going to do? And now I think as I'm moving forward, I don't think anymore about what my business will be like, uh, you know, in two years, I just think about how do I continually look for what that next crisis is, not to always be in fear of it, but to make sure I'm preparing against eventualities. And this, in my case, having many more um, operating, you know, fund lines, having lots more money coming in for different reasons. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I believe in. And that's what I preach. Because I think that every business has to have different streams of revenue. Just Mm -hmm. like an accountant, you can't always, I mean, it's good to have recurring revenue, but it's always, there's always a limit to how much you can make. And also counting on a specific type, Um, you know, nobody thought that something like COVID could happen to the world, like the world shutting down, but um, it did. So yeah. now we all know we have a, this lesson, which I don't know if that's good or good or not, um, that uh, we have to be prepared and have different money coming in from different sources. And uh, speaking community, because I'm a speaker as well, speaking community got hit hard. And so yeah. people who did not have any other streams of revenue, that was really, really bad for, for them. And still is, it's still, it's coming back slowly, but mm-hmm. it just hasn't been um, as, you know, as, quickly to come back as other businesses for sure. Yeah. I'm very thankful every time I have one, I've got another one coming up soon. So I am. Well, Tatiana, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then Shock Your Media Potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as Stage Manager to the Stars, and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names, 
with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Tatiana Sawyer, and we are talking about all things money, but we're also talking about all things business. Um, so let's just, you know, I, I, we've already been talking about why money matters, but talk a little bit more about your book. I'd, I'd just love to have you dive into it a little bit more and talk about maybe a little bit what gave you the inspiration to write the book, but, you know, what what you're doing with it, the fun you're doing it with it. Um, the book has been, the book process has been extremely um involved um long but also very rewarding um the idea for the book um actually evolved and i think it's that's how it usually happens it doesn't just come to you and even if it's the most brilliant idea you still need to polish it up and my approach uh, that i learned from from somebody is to look at who the ideal reader is what the core message is to them that should come across as a through line in the book. And uh, what's the core promise by the end of the book? What would they get? What would they achieve? And the idea behind that approach is to, for people to read the book and refer it to other people uh, mm -hmm. because they loved it so much. So many books are written with no reader in mind, with just like, oh, I decided to write a book. This is a great idea. I'm going to do it. But um, <laughs> But I didn't want it to do it that way. I wanted to, for the book to get, to become the Bible of starting a business from a money numbers and tax perspective. And that's the, that was the idea behind the book. And that's kind of, with that idea, I, um, I wrote it. And um, um, it's, the book is for someone who has a business idea and cannot afford to fail. Um, and it's for someone who, wants to start a business and needs that roadmap in plain English on money numbers and taxes. And um, I think the most important part of the book is part one, which is the dream bold part um, where I talk about things like whether you should have a partner or whether you should have an investor and why or why not, um, how to run the numbers for your business idea. Because the reality is that businesses do start with a vision. And um, uh, the problem is that the, the reason, you know, that the, re the reason that 50% of businesses don't make it over five years is because they don't, that vision is not supported by numbers. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, typically, you know, it's, I actually did the research for my TED talk uh, on that, but 20% of businesses fail within year one, yep. shut down completely. 50% um, in five years. And so that's a lot of heartbreak. That's a lot of hopes that have been broken and, um, and destroyed. And so in dreams that have been destroyed. Um, and so I wanted to change that. I wanted to, maybe less businesses will start because they've run the numbers and they're like, oh, that doesn't work. Okay, I'm gonna think of something else. But all of them would succeed. That would be my dream to, to, make, to see that happen. Um, and in part two of, of the book, I talk about specific steps to take, what entity to create, uh, what, how to price your product or service, how to manage your cash flow and make, um, set yourself up for deductions and things like that. So 
very useful, very hands-on and very um, stories filled uh, book for someone who either is starting a business, wants to start a business or someone who's early into the business and they haven't really figured that out yet. So that could be a really great guide for them. Yeah. And one of the things, like I said, even if you already have a business, it's it's definitely still worthwhile because it makes you reevaluate and think about the other elements of your business, because some of them you can adapt and change. You know, if you start out as an LLC, there might be a reason to become an S corp or, you know, there might to incorporate. There's lots of different decisions to be made based on where you are and your business at one level uh, is not necessarily the business at another level. I also think if I remember correctly, and it's been a little more than a year, I think, since I read the book, um, one of the things that I thought in the first section, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it was just kind of a, it wasn't like you were saying, hey, you know, if you don't meet all these criteria, don't start a business. But I think the way you position stories and your advice makes you say, if you're going to do this, take it seriously, because there is a risk. And not saying that you can't make the risk, but if you go into it saying, ah, it's just going to be fine, all that magic stuff over there is just going to magically happen because I've got this great idea. That's where we have the failures, unfortunately. And that's when people not only lose their dreams, but sometimes lose their, lose their, you know, everything, depending on how they, you know, they funded it or they've um, built their business. So I think it's really clear advice that anybody can have, but I love the fact you want it to be the Bible for people starting out. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, including links to your book. But in case somebody wants to look you up right now to learn more about you, what's the best way to find you? The best way is to connect uh, with me on Instagram. I'm present on all social media platforms, but I really live on Instagram. Um, or on my website to check out my resources and, and um, things about me, talk to Tatiana.com. I think that's just the best way to, to learn more. I love it. Now, before we go, even though you've given us a lot already, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Sure. Um, absolutely. Always have um, words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> when it comes to money, numbers, and taxes, don't fake it till you make it. Face mm -hmm. it and face it early so that you give yourself the best chance of success and you can build a business that changes lives, including your own. Mm, I love it. Face it, face it early. Absolutely. Tatiana, thank you so much for being with us again. As always, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And if you also want to learn a little bit more about Tatiana, you can go over to our shockyourpotentialbookstore.com and you will find her as one of our featured authors there. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today. <laughs>